Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. will have the number one overall pick in the Rule 5 draft today at the virtual winter meetings that Major League Baseball is conducting. If that doesn't have you excited, that's okay. If that has you worried, then that puts you where I am right now, but maybe not for the same reason. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. I've also got a Daily Shot of Steelers and a Daily Shot of Penguins because I can't get enough Daily Shots. We have one of each every weekday morning. I hope if you're into football and or hockey that you'll try one of the other two or both. Ben Charrington has quite the challenge in front of him. That's the easiest sentence I can ever speak on this job because he's taking over for a team that, frankly, most people around here see as a completely lost cause. So the bar is set really, really low even by the fans. His other challenge, and the one that matters, I think is even greater, and that's building up a minor league system while starting with next to nothing. Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark made sure that basically unwittingly burning down the village as they fled and leaving Charrington with just a handful of Jared Oliva types. Oh, well, and, and Kip Brian Hayes. And Kip Brian Hayes. But when you see Charrington come in and immediately have five of the top ten prospects in the system through his acquisitions, whether the draft or the Starling Marte trade or an international signing, that tells you an awful lot about what was there before. So good for Charrington to getting off to a good start. Um, Rule 5 presents its own challenges. You know, Not many of them make it. Not many of them stick. Uh, for every... Roberto Clemente or Jose Bautista that makes it, uh, there's a dozen Donnie Veals. You don't even remember Donnie Veal, do you? Kid could throw 105 miles an hour effortlessly, had no idea where the thing was going. This was about 10 years ago. I used to watch him pitch in Bradenton, and it was marvelous. Like, everybody would come around, like, hey, Donnie's pitching, Donnie's pitching, and we'd watch him. And you see these, these, these bullets coming out of his hand, and then you see the catcher just cringing for dear life, not knowing where the ball was going to end up. That's what the Rule 5 is. That's what you're going to get out of this. And that actually might be the best route to take. Get yourself a, 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 a cannon for an arm and try to coach him up into something. Get some raw goods, you know. Get a pitcher, though. Definitely get a pitcher. 
But the real, the real challenge within the challenge for Charrington is going to be evaluating talent across all walks of life, whether it's the draft, whether it's uh, today the Rule 5, whether it's acquisitions from the outside, trading for other people's prospects, without ever seeing these guys play. They're all flying blind right now. Charrington, all of the GMs, all of the scouts. The scouts are sitting at home like you and me. They can't do anything. Players who are going to go in the first round of this draft. Kumar Rocker, the big pitcher from Vanderbilt that everyone's expecting the Pirates to take at number one overall, has barely pitched. 17 or 19 innings, I think it was, in this calendar year. You have no idea. I mean, you can look back at, hey, here's how they did in such and such year and whatever, and you can hope that they haven't lost it, that you hope that they have sustained interest, hope that they've stayed in decent shape, whatever it is. But the amount of preparation, the amount of money to pay people to do that preparation is nowhere near commensurate with what they're able to actually get. This was what Ben Charrington had to say on this subject yesterday. Well, I think you can apply that to, you know, every player in baseball right now. You know, we talk about minor league players, our own major league players, and there's just less information. And if we're trying to project, you know, what's going to happen next year or the year after, um, there's just less information than, uh, to base that on than what we're used to. But every team is facing the same thing. You can have all the analytics in the world, but if you don't have games, if you don't have players playing in games, there's no data to feed into the computer. There's also nothing for scouts to lay their eyes on. Mike Trout, famously so, was selected 23rd overall, 22 picks were made before the Angels took Trout. By the way, the Angels picked 22nd. If you've never read that story as to why they took someone else before Trout, go find it. I'm not going to spoil it for you by trying to encapsulate it here. Just go find it. It's incredible. But the reason the Angels got Trout was that no one had seen him. No one had seen him. He was playing high school ball in, in New Jersey. There were a couple of workouts. Some teams attended. Some teams didn't. And before you even ask, yes, the Pirates attended. And before you ask the follow-up question, yes, that scout is no longer employed by the Pirates, coincidence or not. And Trout was there because... They had seen him. It's all about the information. If you can't put your eyes on these kids, this is going to be so, so hard. If Charrington pulls this off, this is why I'm bringing this up today, much more so than anything related specifically to the Rule 5 or Rocker or anything like that. If Charrington pulls this off, if Charrington builds up this system and you see any prospects acquired in 2020 or 2021, make it. 
you will know that Charrington has got irons in every fire. You will know that he has developed for himself a network that is steeped in knowledge, not just about the last good thing or bad thing they saw, but in deep historic knowledge of prospects around the U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico, especially because those are the three areas from which the pool is drawn for the actual draft. Latin America is a little different. Latin America, you know everybody from the time they're seven years old on. and onward. I think you're going to see Latin America is not going to be as challenging. The people who are on the ground there, they know everybody and everything and their families and whatever, and nothing's going to stop that even if baseball stops. This is different. The pool is way, way, way bigger in the North American draft. And it's going to be a great test for Charrington. And you know what? Given what he's done so far, so far, it's a modest, small sample size, but it's a start, and it's a promising start. I have some reason for optimism on this front. When we come back, Alex Stump. back, joined now by Alex Stumpf, the baseball beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and hi, Alex. Hey. You know, the Pirates have made a couple of moves, not that anybody's paying any attention uh, over the past few days, that have cleared some space, some flexibility on the 40-man roster, and I always try to find some kind of pattern with these things that goes beyond, hey, the Rule 5 draft is coming up Thursday, so they're going to get so-and-so and whatever else. Uh, it's currently at 39, so there's one spot left. That's for your Rule 5 guy. Is there any other pattern that you've maybe discerned here uh, to date from what Ben Charrington has done with the 40 of late? Uh, I, I don't really think so. I mean, most of the moves that have been done are stuff that hasn't been that particularly surprising like i think the biggest surprise that he's made this offseason was uh outriding jason martin and even then that's more just a product of hey this guy's kind of a prospect still but even though he really didn't get any playing time this year even though he could have and they were putting cole tucker and anyone else in the outfield instead of him yeah so, they, they punted on jason martin i mean there's not another way to put it. no yeah. more or less i mean i it, to be blunt about jason martin i like how he runs the bases i like how he defends i don't know if he's a major league hitter even for like a fourth spot. Uh -uh. But I mean, what we saw from Ben and company last off season was a lot of, Hey, guys like Davidas Navaraskis, guys like Clay Holmes, they've had really bad runs, but you know, there might be something there. Let's give them one more shot under this new regime. It didn't really work out. So we're seeing those guys get taken off the roster. Clay Holmes did end up signing a minor league contract. So he's not really gone. It's just a case of, Hey, you know, we can't give a roster spot to a 27-year-old pitcher who, quite frankly, hasn't been good in the majors so far. Yeah, so, see, that this, that's where I start trying to, to, to pick apart the nits here because, you know, the, the one 
the one that stood out, I'm sure, to the general public more than anybody else was Trevor Williams, just because he's yeah. you know, he, he's a known brand, and he sh- and it should be. Uh, but beyond that, like, okay, Davidis just stunk. He he, he was yeah. just, just terrible. Okay, but Clay Holmes was doing things that were really really impressing them before he got hurt at the start of this abbreviated season, and you heard the same things that I did from his teammates about you know them just raving about his stuff so he finds a way to keep Holmes anyway and the same thing applies to Will Craig the first baseman who was a, a former first round pick who's a really really good glove and has some power in the minors but otherwise isn't seen as somebody who has some sort of major impact production wise uh he got both of them through and still has them in the minors. So their contracts can be selected in the future. They're still in the pirate system, but he freed up spots on the 40. That's what I'm focusing on. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He could have just held on to those guys you know, on the 40, and that, which is basically what Neil Huntington did forever. Uh, these guys were moved off, and if they lost them, they lost them, right? Yeah. And you know what? There are a couple guys who – if. The parts are going to need to have to add an outfielder at some point. They're going to have or to three or three or three. Yes, yeah. I'd be I'm being conservative with adding an outfielder. Like you know, last year, whenever it's like they're going to add an outfielder, and then they added Gerard Dyson, who was someone who was employed by a baseball team. So we'll, we'll let who, you... who actually managed to get a return in a trade miraculously at the end of the season. But yeah, yeah, he did. Um, so we're probably going to see some other stuff before you know mm-hmm. spring training goes through like maybe the tyler bachelors the the carson Fulmers, because they're going to be waiver claims there might be a couple guys signing major league free agents there the rule five pick is not going to be the last roster move they end up making there are going to be a couple guys who are on that fringe spot that are probably going to get booted at some point right right no question about that and it, but he he made sure uh, charrington did that he had one free for rule five, let's let's look at these outfielders now uh, on the forty. Since that's our that's our topic for today, um, I've got Brian Reynolds, Jared Oliva, Gregory Polanco. Help me, Alfred, Anthony Alfred, who I like by the way, although he's oldish certainly for a prospect. Mm-hmm. And is that it on the forty? That's it. Unless you want to count Cole Tucker, no. No, I don't want to count Cole Tucker as an outfielder. Love you, Cole. You're not an outfielder. Uh, So that's four guys on a 40-man roster who play the outfield. Um, That's insane. Yeah. And that has to be addressed in some form. Uh, That's not to say those are the only outfielders they have. Travis Swaggerty is obviously a prospect in that regard who doesn't yet have to be placed on the 40 in order to be protected. But... That has to change. It just does. It, and it, it almost certainly will. They'll find someone in the mix. Swagger is a guy who doesn't, like you just said, doesn't have to be protected yet, but he will be need to be protected next year. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see him come up at some point midseason. Probably in the majors? George, in the majors. I don't think it's outrageous. Oh, I, Really? He, okay. He, he would have been an Altoona all of last year. And then he spent the entire year in the Altoona satellite camp. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to indianapolis well let's do this in the other direction then your major league outfield is reynolds polanco and giant question mark yes okay we have no earthly clue as to who the pirate center fielder is going to be in 2021 
I mean, at, okay, at the, we have clues. Okay, I yes, say yes, that we one. have clues. Okay, but it's not going to be Jared Oliva. I'm sorry, this is not. This is nothing special as a prospect. And, I like Oliva. Uh, okay, well, you can like him, but it doesn't mean he, you know. I'm, I'm not going to say he's an all star or anything. The guy he reminds me of, honestly, the most is like a Chris Duffy type. Okay, who, that would be early Chris Duffy or Chris Duffy. Early, really early Chris Duffy, off fresh okay. off the boat, Chris Duffy. Before nuts. Jim, before uh, uh, yeah, Jim Tracy tried to alter his swing after he hit three sixty the one year. It was like, no, try this instead, son. Pound the ball into the ground. Actually, what he told him: pound the ball into the ground uh, and beat out base hits. Yeah, baseball's changed a little bit in the past few years. <laughs> that caused me pain, Dan. I'm sorry. But it's true. And Duffy was like, what's going on here? And he was legitimately, I'm not making light of this, he, he became legitimately depressed. Yeah. And it, and it affected him and it affected his life and everything else here. He told the kids to do. Anyway, Chris Duffy. So I don't want to go the Chris Duffy route. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Anthony Alford is certainly mature enough. He's had time in the majors. He showed something of an impact. Do you want to give him a chance because of all that pedigree? I, I Honestly, if I was forming out of the guys we have right now. Anthony Alford would be my starting center fielder just because Oliver has options still. And you know what? You got Alford. Use him or lose him. Let's see what he's got. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, this outfield already in, and, <laughs> in 2020 was so bad offensively that it defies it defies description. I mean, they were they were so far beyond below, I should say, every other outfield in the majors offensively that you can't even begin to quantify it. And now it could, it could it actually be worse? I don't know because Reynolds, I don't think Reynolds will ever do something like what we just saw again. You know? No, no, he's got to do better than 2020. I guess that's kind of the, the underlying joke of this conversation is we're so focused on center field that we're forgetting that the guy who played right field batted a buck 50, maybe. I can't remember yeah. offhand exactly what it was. Yeah, well, it was and, he, and, he's, and he's doing the same right now in winter ball in the Dominican, by the way. So he's hit a couple homers, but yeah, for the most that's part, it, he it, it's been he really a bad. Couple homers, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's a continuation. That's all that is. He hit a couple homers. He strikes out a million times, and that that's become what he is at this point. And they're going to ride that out until somebody's dumb enough to try to take his contract. I don't know. Uh, of all the things that leave me the most exasperated about the current Pirates, and I understand that really nothing should, but that's that's way at the top of the list is this outfield because we're not that far removed from this being uh, one of the most productive outfields in in all of baseball. Uh, Alex, last thing today, anybody else that might be some kind of surprise uh, on the 40, uh, either coming off or, or or coming on at some point? In the outfield or just in general? Anywhere, anywhere. Uh, if we want to talk like really low on the 40, guy who hasn't really mm -hmm. made a, a whole thing, uh, Nick Mears is a guy who I think is going to make uh, a couple appearances in the majors. You know, probably isn't going to break camp with them, but, you know, really hard, hard throwing guy. Him and Cedarland, I think, are going to be a really good back end of the bullpen one day. So uh, that'll be my pick. And yeah, hey, it, huh. if we want to talk about someone who could be in that outfield mix, do we dare say O'Neill Cruz? No. I, I still view him you as can't. a right fielder over shortstop you, you, right now. No, no, but yeah, I don't view him as either right now. I mean, he's just he, he's not ready to, to jump into the majors. I, I've not heard anybody say that he's ready for that. He has to have – he really does. He has to have a season in Indianapolis or at least a part of a season in Indianapolis. Yeah. 
you're not going to go from double uh, A Altoona to a semi promising spring training to satellite camp and then into the majors. You know what I'm no, saying? No, especially no, no. I'm with when you. You're but... as, when you're as incomplete as he is, yeah, you know, and, and especially he since he position. hasn't played right field yet. Yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. He still yeah. he still doesn't have a position yet. So no, anyway, but I, I don't think midseason's outrageous for this year. Uh, I do. Um, read Alex Stump's stuff on DK Pittsburgh Sports. He covers baseball for us. Thanks, Alex. When we come back, just one question. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar and North Shore Tavern. These are sister operations on Federal Street right across from PNC Park, the side with the Willie Stargell statue, for those of you who aren't that familiar with the area. Support them. Support your small businesses. Support the businesses that are in your neighborhood. I know Mike. Mike's a longtime subscriber. Mike is a friend. Mike has put together not just one outstanding business of his own investment, of his own work and sweat, but now two of them. They deserve your support. All small businesses do in our region. I'll share with you some other time the quality of his product, all of the different types of drafts and beers and local and everything else that he has going for him down there. Right now, this is a time to support small businesses like Mike's Beer Bar and North Shore Tavern right there across from PNC Park. Don't be shy about it. Everything is safe, clean, tons of parking, takeout service, Everything will still be going. Pay him a visit. You will be very glad that you did. Today's question comes from Kurt Olson. It's not even a question. Kurt, what is this? He says, I'll take anybody but Polanco for $200, Alex. I I do get some of these, by the way. Why did I take Kurt's, though? Because, first of all, because it made me laugh. Secondly, because I'm still all soft and mushy about Alex Trebek's passing. And third, because Polanco's really going to get it in 2021 from the locals. Um, He just is. Um, His at-bats, in addition to being terribly unproductive, have such a bad look. He is a bad strikeout visual guy. Do you know what I'm saying? When, When you see that long... Uh, to date myself here a little bit, that long Dave Parker look and swing where the bat just travels the circumference of the globe to make it back around behind him. And then he has that long walk back to the dugout. It's just not a good look. Um, 
All I have to say about this is my hopes are not high either. My hopes won't be high if he makes it to Bradenton and starts putting every other ball uh, into the palm trees beyond the fences. They just won't. Somebody has found out something about Polanco and his swing, and he is just striking out at an insane rate over the previous portion of the season before he got hurt and obviously the entirety of this past season and now even in the Dominican Winter League. He's striking out like nuts. It's not going away, whatever it is that he has. The Pirates aren't about to just ship him out. Uh, He is on the payroll for another $11.5 million this year. Um, That's not going to go away unless you buy him out. So all the Pirates can hope for is that he catches fire in some convincing way and they can trade a good portion of that final contract to somebody else. In the interim, in the interim, I just want to say this, even though I don't think many will want to hear it, this is a really, really good kid. There's nothing you would not like about Gregory Polanco if you got to know him. Um, He tries his hardest, regardless of what it is that you see with some lapses that he has in the field, some of the body language that I just mentioned, uh, and, of course, the lack of production. It's It's not a lack of effort. This is not a Derek Bell case. This is not somebody who can be painted in that way, at least not fairly. So I I at least want to throw that in there. And hey, you know what? We'll see how it goes. Stranger things have happened uh, than Gregory Polanco being a good baseball player again. Can't rule it out. Thanks so much for that, and thanks for for, for listening today to everybody. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.